Hello, and welcome to Arms of the Tide. I'm Quinn Welsh Wilson, Game Master. There's not a lot to say at the top of this episode here, so I think we should just get into it. Previously on Arms of the Tide. After learning that Sasha had been kidnapped by Anatoly Favali from advanced placements, Cleo turned to lions and local, as well as the founders of the Arms of the Tide, and prepared an operation to get her friend back. Late in the night at the Tin Flats Park, the Arms of the Tide and Anatoly Favali came to clash as Cleo fired a single bullet toward the artificial eye of Anatoly Favali. A chain of events began which could not be undone. As these sensory disorientation grenades go off, I'm going to need everybody to make a check to avoid taking the damage from them and becoming disoriented. So how are you going to avoid having your senses overwhelmed as these blossoms of light and noise and vibration begin to bloom? I use athletics. I athletically slink away quietly quietly. (laughs) on your tiptoes. My tiptoes with athletics. All right. It's a difficulty four check for all y'all. What are you rolling, local? I am also rolling athletics. I was already diving towards Cleo when this was happening, mostly to try and cover her eyes from this after she shot. So I also make my athletics check. All right, Lions, you aren't dealing with any bright light, but you're still being bombarded with sound and kinetic energy. So I'm going to need you to make a roll as well. Uh, Four. Okay. You're inside of a body that is leaping as if trying to save some sort of president. So with my knowledge of engineering, I am going to spread myself out to where I will be the least jostled around. And so I'm going to roll engineering. All right. That's difficulty four. Okay. I am safe. Drat, you all have evaded my wicked plan to tag you with a moderate condition in your physical category. Sucks. So what was Cleo's skulking away from the light like? I have a sense for how Local was engaging with this and how Lions prepared themselves. If you've ever seen that vine of the lady who is reacting to the fake rat in the Isle of Produce... It looks a lot like that, where she sees Anatoly pull out the gun and goes, and then sneaks away on her tiptoes in a very fast manner. Away from the exploding lights? Yeah. With her eyes closed. All right, so at this point, I'm going to ask that everybody roll initiative. I'm picking ranged, because I'm going to shoot. With my knowledge, I'm going to get out of local, so that way I can actually do something. So I will be rolling two d8s. Okay, how did everybody roll? I did 13. I did 12. I was rolling with deceive, because I want to make it seem like it actually affected me, and I rolled a 5. Okay, Cleo, you will get the first action. The light is still blossoming around you in the middle of the park, and so you can't really tell what's going on back toward the coffin where Anatoly had stepped, but you can hear as the high-pitched whine of the grenades begins to die out, something that sounds like mechanisms shifting. There are three targets for you to engage with here, and so I will break those down. I have introduced some mob rules into the game because I like the feeling that you 
can get when you just get to take down a big old group of people in a single attack. It feels cool and that sort of fits with the vibe that we're going for. So there's uh, a mob that is the majority of the police officers and private security who are storming the field. There is one person who is very lithe and Sneaky, who is sort of skulking around the battlefield trying to find a good angle to approach. And there is a Dov in what is basically a small mechanized suit charging forward with magically empowered cestuses on their fists. Ooh, I'm going to go after the Dov and try to shoot their fists. Alrighty, so go ahead and make a ranged attack. It's a good. It's go. What does it look like as you shoot the charging Dov? Well, as she was skulking away stealthily, she turned around and she sees this Dov kind of running towards them. And obviously it kind of clicked in her mind as this happened. This was obviously to disorient them. And this was all kind of a ruse to break their formation and break them up together. And she sees that this is the group that Anna wanted to come in. So she knows without a doubt that that's not one of her people. She whips out her gun. She looks down the barrel and then she aims for one of the hands as they're kind of just in front of the dove, kind of in the running forward motion as the hands are pumping from side to side. So you're like shooting the knuckle, basically. Yeah, and she waits for the arm as it's pulled back when it comes forward. That's when she goes for it. I will say that this dove, unlike many other doves, does not have wings or flippers, but instead they have more otter-like appendages. So you are basically shooting in the little grasping otter knuckle. As you can see, blood begin to pour out, but they are continuing to charge in their fury. You can make another... I'm gonna go for the otter knuckle. <laughs> the otter knuckle. <laughs> And that's how Gwyn died. I'm fucking lightheaded right now. Jesus fuck. If only everyone could see that. That was an actual commit to the bit. If I was standing was up, I much. might have fallen onto the ground. <laughs> too much. A little too much. That'll increase your difficulty by one. Go ahead and roll. I missed. As you are shooting for the otter knuckle, the dove leans in and there is a catalytic spark around their fist that blossoms into a blue flame as they punch your projectile away. Well, that's all the moves I want to make. And can make. Because you failed. Yeah. All right, Lions, it is your turn. What will you do? I am going to shift the magnets on Local's chest cavity and hop out. For starters. I'll say that that's your movement action for the turn. Cool. I am going to quickly take in my surroundings and see the otter dove with the bloody knuckles. And I'm immediately going to raise up my butt like a dog that wants to play. But I'm going to quickly swish. And in that quick swish motion, I am going to light up. One of my very many sparky seed heads, and I am going to fireball this buddy. All right, what ability does that fireball use? So it is actually my equipment, which uses my ranged attack. Boom, we have fire. And so this deals two damage if it is my second action or later. I don't know if my movement counts. No, okay. No. So this is one damage. So 
the fireball strikes and lands in the ground in front of the charging dove, and they barrel through it and come out the other side, singed but undeterred yet. You still have actions on your turn. What will you do next? I'm going to do another one, because I'm coming in hot, I announce, as I swish and send out another one. Okay, so I do have double sevens. However, I have an ability called Diatribe, which lets me gain one advantage of the start of the day. And I am going to use that advantage to reroll. Boom! We have fire! I will meet your advantage, and I'm going to activate one of the Dov's special abilities by spending a collapse point that says when an attack hits, I spend a collapse point, and actually it misses. So they do not take two damage. However, your turn does not end. So you can make another attack if you want. The fireball comes and lands in front of them and they squat down and they actually leap over the point of explosion and are now sailing back toward the ground as these little trails of white blue light from their fists create these sort of trailing images like a shooting star if i go again is it still difficulty three or is it four it is four my turn is done so they are going to land at the end of their arc in front of Cleo, and they are going to start furiously rushing with their fists as basically it looks like jets ignite, and there's just this flurry of motion. So go ahead, and you need to dodge a complexity four attack coming in from them with whatever skill you deem appropriate. Ah, I'm going to use melee, and I'm going to hold a rock that's nearby in front of me to shield myself. So just like a piece of the detritus that's been blown out, you're just Mm -hmm. holding that and then having the rock obliterated instead of your tummy? Yeah. Perfect. What is the number on that? Six. I lived another day. This rock you picked up has ground to dust as they are rushing you, but you are uninjured in the scuffle. As we move to the sneaky one's turn, who is going to use their attack to come up on local and use one of their special abilities where they are wearing these gloves that are made from some of the same technology that lines the coffin, and they basically are attempting to roll into range of local and do a bunch of pressure point strikes to disrupt the flow of resonance through him and inflict a moderate condition to your physical abilities. So that's going to be difficulty four to dodge. Local made himself look like an easy target using Deceive, just sort of staggering around. And when he sees that this person is coming up on him, he quickly whips around and lifts an entire park bench and just hurls it in their direction. Not so much in an accurate way, but enough to make them stop their forward movement. Mm-hmm. And that's a success. The park bench comes flying toward them, and they are charging forward in a low crouch with their fingers prepared for these strikes. The bench comes flying. You catch a moment of panic in their eyes. They then leap into the air, land on the bench as it is flying toward them, and leap off of it, dropping into a roll, and then standing in front of Local, having missed the opportunity for the attack as Local is now squared up against them. And now we go to the mob's turn. So here's the way that mob rules are going to work. 
these are provisional, so if we encounter any problems here, we might see some adjustments. Mobs have the ability to attack more than one character at a time because there's a bunch of people. They also have the ability for their complexity of their attacks basically equals the amount of hit points they have to a minimum of two. So if you start dealing damage to them, they're going to become less and less able to do damage to you. But that's not where things are at right now. They're at maximum health, and they are charging in now that the light from the sensory disorientation grenades are starting to fade out. And there is just a group of people charging in with guns and energy weapons and melee weapons as well. So everybody needs to make a difficulty five dodge. I choose streetwise, and I'm going to use my street smarts to climb the nearest tree. I'm going to use power this time as all of these forces begin to surround local and move in on him on all sides. He punches the ground beneath him and just sends a rippling shockwave that knocks everyone near him away. Perfect. This is probably not going to go well for me, but I am going to be using my perceptions in an attempt to find the best way out of this. I'm alive! Lions, not so much. I was very close. I had... Six, five, three, one, one. So local also failed, yes? Yes, indeed. It looks like Cleo's instinct to clamber up the tree were good. So clambering up the tree, the shots go wide, and none of the cops who are coming after you are quite as adroit as you, especially as they are wearing their sort of large, intimidating riot gear. So they have to stop at the base of the tree and are essentially waiting for you to make a move. Whereas lions and local are bombarded by melee attacks from various sources as as well as some projectiles, and eventually at least one strike hits true, and each of you take one point of damage. I let my shield health level take that blow, and so what happens is when the person comes in to strike me, my fur actually explodes in a small little poof of smoke and condensed air pressure caused by my flammability, and it knocks their strike away. Cool. Was this a melee strike or a ranged one? Whichever you would find more narratively interesting. So I think that what happens is someone who has basically a vibrating metallic axe is about to strike lions in the back when the explosive force sends them sprawling back and knocks them into some of their other charging compatriots who are engaged with the arms of the tide forces who are here. So... As this rain of damage comes down on lions and local, we turn around to local's turn. Local, what are you going to be doing with your action? Now completely surrounded by people, local is going to try and wade through this mob of people and goes towards where Anatoly and the coffin are. So I'm just going to start melee plowing through, guys. Perfect. Yes, indeedy. That is a success. Uh, now my heavy punch is slow, and I don't know what that means as a condition. I believe it means you can only use it once per turn. Uh, cool. But it does extra damage, so that's two damage from the heavy punch. To the mob? To the mob. Also, that was now every die type, so I'm going to get yet another Nover point. Oh, me too, Doi. That's why I used a six. You take out a good two-fifths of 
the forces as you are charging for Anatoly. What does that look like? Is that you taking out swaths of people with like single punches? Are you intimidating people away? What is happening? So when local took damage, it almost seemed like he was completely blocked off by all these people. Like you couldn't even see him anymore. And just rising up from that, you see cops flying off of him a few holding on to him as he begins to swing and fling people away from him and charge through this mass and he still has a couple of people just clinging on to him as he tries to get through them yeah i imagine there's a variety of people hanging on to you too there's a human who's wrapped around your leg there's an m guy who has a couple of vines wrapped around your shoulders that sort of thing and they are just hanging on for dear life as you continue to charge are you going to take another action? I am. Now that I have their attention, I'm going to switch over to presence. Local looks at the people who have now given him a little bit of a wide berth around him and the metal rivulets around him begin to glow and he roars at them. I am the conduit and you will not stop me. All right. Who is that directed at? The mob. The mob. All right. That's a success. As you are continuing to charge, that has basically dissuaded most of the people in your path from engaging with you. And so, almost like the parting of a sea, people are starting to step out of your way and create a funnel forward for you. You haven't failed yet, so you can take another action if you'd like. It is true. I think I just might. Seeing a small path opening up, Local almost kneels as he gets into a running position and just shoulder charges through the rest of the people in his way as he single-mindedly heads towards this coffin and just melee them out of the way. Perfect. And that's a yes. Like bowling pins, more and more cops are just falling out of your way as you continue to charge toward the coffin. Amidst all the dust, you see Anatoly has pulled something from her other pocket and appears to be fixing to engage that thing, whatever it is. You could still take another action if you'd like. Ooh, yeah, I could. And at this point, I will, because I don't care. Locals going ham on them. Four action. This is, uh, yeah, five dice. So without stopping until he gets right next to Anatoly and then in one swift movement puts a foot down into the concrete in front of him, sending a wave of rocks and shrapnel at Anatoly. Ooh, all right, roll that. Yeah, baby. That's right. Local don't give a fuck. <laughs> She has this item in one hand, and she's clutching her eye with the other hand, and she is barely able to turn and recognize what is coming for her before this wave of shrapnel comes colliding with her, knocking her off balance. You just succeeded on four actions in a row, so you now have a minor positive condition, which means you reduce the difficulty of all skill checks with a single ability by one. What ability are you designating, and why is that? We're going to say power. Basically, he's channeling the pure energy instead of just kind of the ambient that most metal gets. 
He seems to be bringing in more energy to himself as those rivulets glow, so his already substantial strength seems to be magnified. Perfect. You know, I gotta tell you, you can take another action. I could, and I'm not. Like, if I succeeded on a fifth action, what would even happen at this point? You almost destroyed the entire mob. If you had taken one more action against them, you would have. So we roll to the top of the initiative track, and Anatoly is going to be taking her action now as she clicks the button, and the coffin that stands next to her rapidly begins to disassemble as to some of the platform on which she is standing, and it begins to form around her. She takes a step upward into the air, and it catches her foot, and then it leans into the shape of a sleek black metal jet bike as she prepares to make way out of the situation as fast as she can. So she is rapidly moving away from the battlefield at this point as we come back to Cleo's turn. Bango, bango! What's up, everybody? There is probably... The last cluster of the mob gathered around the bottom of the tree where you have taken position. Mm -hmm. You can also see the charging Dov as well as the sneaky one who was left behind in the wake of locals charge. What will you do? So Cleo is actually going to use her eyebrow piercing to see a little bit farther away um, because she's high up in this tree and she's going to like check out the distance and she's actually going to start shaking the tree left and right trying to uproot the tree and use it to crush everybody that is below her okay what ability are you using to do that i'm gonna use power seems the most likely of those like raw power Hey, that's a go. That's a success. Are you able to uproot this tree because you are powerful channeling resonance into there, like using the magic of your piercing? Or is Cleo just actually so strong as to be able to naturally uproot a tree? Cleo's just naturally that strong. Uh, the piercing only helps her see. It doesn't uh, give her any extra powers. I mean, maybe she's a little more focused, but she does just she really gets in there and she's grunting. She's sweaty and she uproots the motherfucking tree and it at least crushes well i'd let you say but it, it crushes definitely some people and then she just kind of zoomboofo leaps out and then skulks somewhere else perfect i think it is important that all of the listeners revise any headcanon that they might have for cleo be aware that she does have thighs powerful and muscular enough to reduce a cinder block to dust know that cleo's yoked cleoed <laughs> <laughs> So the tree comes tumbling down and a large swath of the cops who were surrounding the base of the tree Mm -hmm. are crushed and the other ones scatter. As the tree comes down, you leap off and land safely. The cops are gone. You've dealt with the mob. You can still take actions because you succeeded. What will you do next? Cleo's going to go after the stealthy one next and also use stealth to match their stealth and mirror their moves. So you are basically, that sounds like creating an advantage. Yes. So what is your stealth score? Eight. That's a success. You have created an advantage for the group. And how is it that you fall into stealth? So that this person can't see you. Cleo landed from the tree rather quietly. And from that point, she kind of saw all the cops scatter and a gust of air kind of blew in with the tree, you know, just as it made it thud. And she was able to 
clear her head and she locates the human slinking around looking for a way into the fight and a vantage point against the arms and they don't quite notice her yet and she uses that to an advantage and starts to kind of mirror their moves so that she is always on the backside of the stealthy human. Perfect. So you've succeeded on another roll. You can take another action if you'd like, including another attack. I'm going to use my ranged attack and shoot the stealthy one. So what does this look like? Is it just another standard bullet, the same kind you shot toward Anatoly earlier? Fortunately, no. It's actually charged up because Cleo has been using it and she's very focused and she's used her eyebrow piercing. They're kind of connected together. So it sounds like when an airplane engine kind of turns on and it kind of sounds like this charging noise and And it is now, it does one extra damage. And we're good. Is there like a color of energy or something that cases your bullet as you shoot it? Or is it just this loud sound? The gun, once it's charged up, charges up with a blue glow, like an electric blue. But the bullet itself looks like when I think it's copper is added to fire. It's like a really bright green with yellow flames around it. And it spins as it ignites as the air reacts to the fumes around it. And where does this bullet catch the sneak? The back because she is always on the back of the sneak and that would be what is in front of her. So she goes swirling around from the force of the bullet, almost like a flower drifting in the wind and collides with the dirt and the gravel below and sprawls out. You've succeeded on three actions. Do you want to go for a fourth? No. All right, so you're going to end your turn there with the advantage on the sneaker. Lions, we come back around to you. You've got a fresh Nova point from your last round. What in the heck are you going to be doing? You, I believe, are the one who is closest to the Dov, who is looking for another target since Cleo decided to scarper up a tree. Would you say that I am within five units of both the Sneak and the Dov? <laughs> yeah, you could choose to engage whichever one you'd like. Or both of them, perhaps, in a single turn. Lions does another of the tail spins to fire off another fireball at the dove. Boom. You take the dove out. How do you take the dove out? What does that look like as your fireball blasts them? It looks like a tiny little ball of light that steadily grows bigger and starts to take out parts of the ground. And they try to jump over it like they did the last one, but this one gets even bigger. And so it actually catches their feet and it causes them to trip into the bulk of the fireball, which dissipates the fireball. But they are burnt toast or rather otter. There is this meeting of the different colors of light as they are streaming blue energy still from their knuckles and they meet this orange-yellow flame and they drop to the ground and as they hit and impact and are burned, the blue light goes weak as it begins to crackle and fade out. So you succeeded on one action. You can take another if you'd like. What are you going to do, Lions? So Lions is immediately going to turn on their heels and charge right for the sneak and they're going to raise up their metal left and do a quick slash right across the sneak's chest. Perfect. Save! So you take her out of the fight, and the arms of the Tide Forces are continuing to clash with the remaining cops. 
Anatoly is quickly becoming a speck on the horizon at the edge of the park. The immediate danger is gone, but your mark is getting away. What will you do? Mayans is going to go snoop around up by the coffin because Anatoly's eye came out. It's there on the ground, shattered in a couple of pieces. The several rings that hold the eye in place, as well as the cracked eye itself, has fallen into a couple of shards that are just sitting on the ground. Hey, local! And I shake my harness. I need the sucky bag. I'm sorry, the what? I need the sucky bag. The one that goes... When I take it up to metal, the sucky bag, it sucks things. Right. I need to get all the pieces of the eye. And local, seemingly pulling out of hammer space just from nowhere, has this little vacuum bag that he hands over. Lions uses their mouth to hold the bag, and it goes... And it sucks up all of the pieces of the eye, and the larger pieces make a clunk sound, and the smaller pieces make little tink tinks as they hit in, and Lions puts the bag down in front of them and looks up at Local expectantly for him to put it back into their harness. And Local will go ahead and put everything into uh, Lions' harness. Thank you. It is a honor working with you as always. And lions quickly pitter patters away as quickly as they can. Cleo, I imagine this is leaving you feeling a certain way. How is she reacting? Initially, she felt uh, really happy and almost like joyful when she sees lions kind of finish off the sneak and the rest of the arms are kind of defeating and taking down the rest of the mob. But then she kind of remembers and is mad at herself for forgetting that they came for Sasha and that Sasha was never here and she feels frustrated and like they're back to square one and she starts racking her brain about things that she can do in order to get Sasha back like what's her next move she's not trying to give up in any way but if you could sum that up in a feeling that's all does she take any action that relates to this feeling she'll call Luke to update him that Sasha was not there and that they are back to looking so he knows what's going on. So you call him, he's he's there, yeah. he's still at the park, mm-hmm. and he is pretty shaken up about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Local will, after directing some of the arms group around, when he sees everything is under control, he looks around to see where his friends are and sees Cleo's face and knows the disappointment that she feels and just walks up and stands next to her. We will get her. This is not the end. Cleo is kind of looking at the ground at this point with frustrated tears welled in her eyes, not quite crying, and just says, I know, I know. Arms of the Tide is a proud member of the One Shot Podcast Network. For more wonderful shows from the network, check out Adventure. Adventure is an actual play podcast that focuses on the fun of fan fiction and is set in your favorite fictional universes. Join host Pranks Paul as he takes a variety of guests through self-contained stories featuring Harry Potter, Pokemon, Animorphs, and other favorites. 